Hi besties. Um, so basically I have tried to record this episode so many times and I'm just like, I don't even know how to start, what to say. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna jump right into it. I think the last time I recorded an episode was the week before I went to New York. So I went to New York, had an amazing time. You guys know how much I love that city. Um and then I've just kind of been non-stop since I got back and I haven't really had time to sit down it feels like I don't know I know that's like such an overstatement is that the correct word overstatement yeah because like obviously I spend nine hours a day sitting down at work but I don't know I just feel like I've been so go 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 and haven't really known where my thoughts are really at so we're gonna go on this adventure of exploring my thoughts together Um, I thought I'd start with a book update because I used to always say what book I'm reading and with working so much I don't have time to like just sit down and read like I used to so I'm often reading on the tube to work or I'm reading before a workout class starts or something like that. It's always whilst I'm doing something else or like on the weekends I'll read in bed before I fall asleep but I did read Book Lovers by Emily Henry And if you follow me on any other form of social media, then you probably know how much I love this book. But I wasn't the biggest fan of People We Meet on Vacation, also by Emily Henry. And so I was kind of skeptical about reading this, but I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to do it. Like, I love a rom-com, so I'm just going to read it. Oh my God, changed my life. Literally changed my life. I'm obsessed with that book. I have not stopped thinking about it since I picked it up. I don't know. It was just so perfectly written. I love the characters so much. And ugh, it's just like gorgeous, you know? It's just such a gorgeous book. Um, I also recently read The Love Hypothesis. And um, that's another big TikTok book. You know, it's the book that you see everywhere. I mean, the cover I bought even has on the front of it saying like the TikTok sensation, which I just think is fucking cringy because the cover of the book is already ugly but yeah it said that and I was like oh god okay but I really wanted to read it because everyone else had read it so I gave it a go and honestly didn't love it but it was really cute it's written in the third person but like from the protagonist's perspective which I just think is so fucking bizarre but yeah I don't know it's like I didn't love it but like I also didn't hate it you know it was It was like a little middle ground because I think the story is actually really cute, but I feel like some of the topics are a bit like not, I don't know, not explored the way I would expect an author to explore their writing before writing it. Um, But if you have read it, then I will tell you this. The only thing that saved that book for me was the conference chapters. They, whoa, they were great. They were absolutely great. Gobbled that shit up immediately. Then I read Love and Other Words by Christina Lauren and this book, like, I did, like, just, I don't know, what's the correct word, like, gobble it up. (laughs) I read it in two days with a morbid hangover, so it couldn't have been that bad, but I just feel like it really didn't give me what I was expecting. I really thought that with the topics that were being discussed, it would be a lot deeper than it was, and it just kind of wasn't, and then I felt like the minute that it did get to the level of deep that I wished it to, the book just kind of ended abruptly. So, as much as I love the last lines of that book, I wish there were like an extra 100 pages or so in between, just so I could get the profound love story that I wanted. 
Um, I also read Funny You Should Ask by Alyssa Sussman. Uh, I say this to everyone who has asked me about that book. It is a book for the Stan Twitter girlies, okay? If you grew up on Stan Twitter, if you were a fangirl, this book is for you. It's basically the story of a journalist who has a love story with the actor that she's interviewing. And it's really, really sweet, but also like love and other words. It just kind of ended abruptly. I was like, why do we keep thinking that the minute they get together, that's the end of the happy ending? Like, it's not, give me more, like give me so much more. So anyway, yeah, that was a good read. It's very cute and it's like easy to read. So if you're looking for a wholesome rom-com, then that is it. Um, But don't expect anything too deep. I'm now currently reading I Kissed Sarah Wheeler. And I believe it's by the same author that wrote Red, White and Royal Blue, which I never actually read, but heard amazing things about. So yeah, right now I'm not too far into it. So I don't really have an opinion. Oh my God, of course, of course, I get a fucking email notification whilst I'm recording. Um, I'm not too far into it, so I don't really have an opinion on it yet, but it seems like it will be good. Apparently it's for the girls. Sorry, I don't know why my voice is doing this. <clears throat> I was at Henley Festival yesterday, so maybe that's why my voice is a bit croaky. But um, yeah, I heard that it's for the girls with religious trauma. So, you know, I feel like I'm, I have to read that book to let the world know whether that's true or not anyway done with the books uh things i've been watching i did actually watch the whole kardashian series the new one and i have mentioned this in a podcast before i think i stopped watching the kardashians when i was very young because it just didn't have the best impact on my mental health i wrote a piece once and i always make a joke about it saying i watched the kardashians and i still don't have control over my bowels and The context of that is like, I watched the Kardashians when they were in their like skinny tea era and they were promoting that shit like crazy. And I was so susceptible to the influence that they had that I also bought them. And honestly, my stomach has never been the same. So, you know, I didn't watch the Kardashians for a while. And and at work, everyone's talking about the Kardashians because it's pop culture. So I get it. And I was just like, oh, like maybe I'll watch it. And then, um, and then I saw all the clips on TikTok and I was like, oh shit, this actually seems like a lot different to the old style of the Kardashians. So I got really sick after I watched Harry Styles, after I watched, after I went to see Harry Styles on tour and when I was at home, I was like, I have nothing to do and I'm so ill. Like I don't even have the brain function to do something that isn't just laying in bed so I re-downloaded Disney Plus reactivated my subscription and watched it all in one night and yeah don't really have any opinions on it Courtney's fucking hilarious but she is so in love with Travis that it actually kind of makes me feel sick and um yeah other than that I was like oh okay that was cool next like I I just don't really care for it and I feel like that's what it should have been from the get-go it should have been like that thing that you watch just when you don't want to stimulate your brain like I don't know I like I get the fascination with reality tv because I used to watch The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and that's like my limit of reality tv I, I don't watch Love Island I don't watch any of the other ones but I used to watch The Bachelor religiously and it was only because I would watch it whilst I was at uni and so if I'd had exams all day I'd like go back to my room and watch The Bachelor because it just didn't take any of my brain stimulation like I I didn't need to pay attention to watch it and I I like that 
But besides the Kardashians, I also did get into BoJack Horseman. Absolutely fucking love that show. It's so, so good. And I love adult animation. I hate that it's called adult animation because I don't know why. I don't know if I just have like an absolute like filth of a brain, but whatever. It just sounds raunchy, even though it's not. Like it's Rick and Morty and Big Mouth and BoJack Horseman and things like that. But I never really watched Bojack Horseman. And then, again, I saw it on TikTok and I was like, oh, fuck it, let me watch it. Obsessed, devoured it. So, so good. Um, But yeah, I don't really do anything else. I just like, I just feel like I don't have the time. And if I do have the time, then I want to sleep because I'm just so tired from work. And yeah, like I am definitely not working out the way I used to, which like kind of sucks. So I, like, I hate kind of going days without so much as a walk and I don't even like walking but if that's the only form of exercise I can get in and have that be like my me time then I'll do it but sometimes I get out of work and my work is like what like an hour hour 45 minute walk from where I live um and so I'm like oh I'll walk like it'll be a two-hour walk but then by the time I finish with work it's like seven o'clock and I'm like I actually would like to be home in 30 minutes like the tube takes like I don't want to do a two-hour walk even though I know it's what's good for me because I just want to go to bed and that is what I fucking do I get home from work and I go straight to sleep it's so annoying because I'm like there's so much of the day that I should what I feel like I should be doing things and it's not even a sense of FOMO like I don't have FOMO anymore I don't care if people are going out like you do you like I really don't give a shit but I just feel like I could be doing something for me and I just don't really have that time for myself anymore. And yeah, I'm just like having a whole kind of mid-twenties crisis about whether or not I'm going to continue working at my work because I was on a six-month freelance contract um, and that's coming to an end and I've been asked whether or not I feel like I'm going to stay, what the decision is. And to be fair, like... I'm having to convince myself that I should stay and I feel like that's a sign that I probably shouldn't. And there's a whole like bunch of reasons why. I mean, the company that I work at gave me a fucking show on ITV Hub. Like I obviously am so grateful for that and you know, it completely changed me and like on a personal level really, really changed me. But I just have such creative burnout from doing that job, even though it's a creative job. And I don't know it's like there is so much more to it and I I, out of the respect that I have for that company I'm like not actually gonna say in explicit detail what my biggest issue is and why I won't stay um because it's just one person and I don't want to make that reflect the whole company when that's not the case but I also do think that you know I my life is online and people tell me they're like you really shouldn't talk about work like this because we all know where you work and like fine everyone knows where I work but also I wouldn't have those things to say if they weren't happening and I really do live by that I'm like well why should I have to like filter and monitor what I say when it could just not be said if you change your behavior like that's I don't know that's how I always think things you know when people are like oh don't tell so and so that I did this then don't do it like it's why is that so complicated to understand like don't do it then. I don't know. I just, that's my mentality towards it. Because if I did something really bad to someone and it was like consistent, it wasn't like a one-off mistake. It was something that happened all the time. 
and then they went and told someone that I was a horrible person because I do this. Who the hell am I to say that they should not say that, you know? But I don't know. I am just kind of trying to figure that out because I have like such good friendships at my work. Like I love a lot of the people I work with and I feel like it's, it gives me a lot of opportunities. Like I've hosted two events whilst I've worked there. And even though I really don't like speaking in front of people, <laughs> it makes me feel like I can do it because they like believe in me enough for me to do it. I don't know if that makes sense. But yeah, I just feel like my contract's ending and maybe I should look for a different job or I should go back to doing what I was doing before, which was absolutely nothing. But yeah, I don't know. It's like a whole whirlwind. It's like, I just know that I had the confidence of a very, very average white man, then this wouldn't be happening. And that kind of sucks. Um, I'm also very aware of people's microaggressions at my work. And there's only so long I can bite my tongue with that before I explode. So maybe it's the best for everyone if I just go. But yeah, if I do cancel or end my contract in August, then I will obviously make a full podcast episode about absolutely everything. But I just don't I just don't know for now. And if things don't change, then I'm not gonna be there after August. So that's the work update. <laughs> um but sorry, I was talking about working out before. Yeah, working out and not having time to work out. Like I would love to just have the time to take a workout class when I want to take a workout class and not have to rush when I take an 8am workout class to be on the tube by 9 and like at work by 9.30. I just kind of want to choose peace and take the easy route and you know just like have a slow like peaceful life. I don't know. And I, I know that like capitalism actually doesn't fucking cater for that. It really doesn't. Like if you want the money, if you want to grind, if you want financial security like, you kind of have to jeopardise everything else, and I hate that so much. I hate that you have to jeopardise your own life, and you have to jeopardise living in order to make money to then live. Like, it just... Oh, my God. We're not going to get into that, though. This is not the Communist Manifesto. But, um, yeah, I... Where I work is just so fucking far away from everything. Like, it's actually in the middle of nowhere. But it's not, but, like, it is, because my workout classes and the classes that I love going to are just absolutely nowhere near my work and I'm just like ah I I don't want to take a a. 6am workout class I don't want to take a a. 6am workout class just so I can be at work on time like I want to take a normal time I want to take an 8am class and not have to stress but I do and then if I take a a. 6am workout class I don't get home until like 7.30pm and I'm like whoa that's a lot of time to not be in bed that is a lot of fucking time to not be in bed Anyway, I took a Pilates class the other day at 8 a.m. And then I worked from a coffee shop for the rest of the day. And um, <laughs> I I just feel like that's the life for me. Like, I am freelance, but it doesn't feel like it. So, I don't know, maybe that's something I'll explore. Because I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to go to a workout class and then go and sit in a coffee shop. And, like, that's my, that's my work day. Because that's a vibe, And also, I want to do it. You know, it's, like, different. It's kind of like school. If you want to study, you'll study. But if you're in a classroom for an hour and you have no motivation to study, you're not going to do it, but you just feel bad for it, you know? But if you're in a coffee shop and, like, you want to be there and you want to study and you can order your oat cortados and whatever, then you might have more motivation to do these things. And I feel like, especially because I'm freelance, it just works better for me. 
But, like, I don't know, the head of my department has a real issue of me working from home, even though I'm freelance, so whatever, not going to get into it. But, yeah, I want to I wanna get, a, like, a stable workout routine before my contract ends so I could just easily flow back into my workout life because I just love it so much. I know I do. I know I don't stop talking about it. But working out, it's just, oh, my God, it's so empowering, I just find it so empowering. Like, I was in a Pilates class two days ago, and it was a reformer Pilates class. And I honestly, if I go longer than a month without doing Pilates, it's like my body loses all of its muscle, which I know is not biologically possible, but it does feel that way. And I was in the reformer, and we were doing, like, what are they called? Like, curtsy squats. And, oh my god, my legs were trembling. And it was just, like, so empowering to get to the end of that section of the workout class and be like, oh my god, I did that. Like, I doubted myself the whole time, but I did that. And that's why I always say that working out is a mental thing for me as well, because it's it it shapes how I then perceive the rest of my life. If I can do a workout class when I thought I couldn't, I can fucking do anything. And that's that's the way I'm living life right now. You know, I, <laughs> I'm 24 in September, guys. I'm 24 in September. And I'm not scared. I'm not scared. I'm kind of excited, but also I'm just like, when am I going to bite the bullet and start dating? And... I've always said, like, oh, I just don't really want to be in a relationship, whatever. But I just feel like maybe maybe that's a lie. Maybe I've been lying to myself. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. Because I feel like I don't want to be in a relationship. But then I'm also like, why am I always talking about it then? Like, you know when you're that self-aware that it's like, oh, my God, if I could beat myself up, I would. I don't know. I just kind of... I don't know. I just feel like I don't have the time to date. Like, when do people have time to date? When you have a job? Like, one of the girls I work with, my work bestie, she was like, Mary, you really need to start dating. And I was like, no, I don't have the time. I don't have the time, one, to, like, set up a date and go on the date. But two, I actually don't have the time to get to know somebody. Like, I don't have the time to invest. I know that sounds so bad, but that's, like, so many hours where I could be sleeping from a long day of work, you know? Like, I I know, I don't know. I kind of want to... I want to do it this year. I want to do it once. I want to I want to go on a date this year. I'm speaking that into the universe, so we'll see what happens. But there's just this whole kind of thing of me feeling more and more like an adult, but also less and less like an adult and more and more like a child as I get older. And I feel like having a job has definitely put that one into step for me. I'm like, oh my God, I'm an adult. Like... I have to file my taxes and, and I have to turn up to work and I have to tell people when I'm not going to be at work. Like, this isn't just school. You can't just disappear. Like, this is real life. This is real adult life. And I don't know. I think, especially because I didn't date when I was younger. I've, I've never dated. I feel like there's a part of me that associates dating with being an adult. And I just want to try it. I just want to try it. Like, I don't want to relationship you know that's not what I'm saying if it happens it happens but I'm saying more like I want to go out and meet new people and like go on dates that's it like just want to try it just want to see what it's like um so yeah we'll we'll see what happens we'll see what happens because I'm also trying to balance a lot of other stuff about being an adult like moving the fuck out of my house or my parents house I just it's so complicated like no one told me it was gonna be this hard I found a flat, I paid a deposit on it, 
And then you have your credit checks and everything. So I got my credit check, which was fine, which I was actually shocked by because, oh my God, when I was in the university, I loved a buy now, pay later. I fucking loved the buy now, pay later. And so I was really scared that I was going to fuck up my credit score. But I didn't actually ask what my credit score was, but they said it was fine. Um, and then I was like, oh my God, okay, I'm going to move. So I literally like put so much of my life, basically, in bags and gave it to charity shops because I was like, oh, I can't take all this with me. Like, it's a new chapter, blah, blah, blah. And then the fucking landlord called me and he was like, mm, you've been self-employed for less than a year, so you don't have a tax return, so we can't give you this house. And I was like, bro, I can literally afford it. Like, please give me this flat. Like, what is going on? And he didn't give it to me. And so I kind of just gave up. It was, oh, oh my God, it hit me hard. I was like, wow, like that, like that, Sebastian. I thought we were tight. That's the name of the landlord. I was like, I thought we were bros. I actually thought we were gang. Like, how, how are you going to do me dirty like this? But yeah, so I didn't get the flat. And then I found another flat, which was actually my dream flat. And I said to the landlord, I was like, hey, bestie, I've already had some issues. So I'm just going to be upfront with you. I am self-employed. I don't have a tax return. Um, I can pay a couple months up front, but like, please just give me this flat. And he was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, that's so fine. We have a lot of self-employed people. So we get it. And I was like, oh, great. Got my hopes up again. And someone else paid the deposit before me. And I was like, well, the property market right now in London is hell on earth. And I am not having a good time. How am I meant to live, laugh, love in these conditions? You know? Ugh. so yeah, being an adult, is also kind of crumbling on me. It's, it's a difficult journey. But yeah, we do move. Like, I think what will be will be. I actually met this girl in a coffee shop the other day. And she was telling me, she was like, you know, um, I just moved to London by myself. It's like my first time being free and like experiencing independence and stuff like that. And I was like, oh my God, like, congrats, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, yeah, but like, I'm 28. And I was like, oh, like, okay, like, that's not an issue to me. Like, she said it as if she was defending herself. And I was like, oh my God, no, like, I get it. And she was like, oh, it's just because I'm Arab. Like, you know, we don't really move out of our parents' houses until we're married. And I was like, yeah, my family is the same. Like, my mom's African and it's very much a personal thing if I decide to move out. Like, she'll be like, hang on, Mary. What, what's going on here? Take, take a couple breaths and tell me why you're leaving. Um, but... I feel like, you know, as I, as long as I have that environment where I can stay and I'm so, so grateful that I do have my parents' house where I'm like, I can stay here and I will be in London and it makes life a little easier right now to like be in my parents' house and not have to pay rent and things like that. But I also do kind of want my own independence and I feel like I'm ready for that chapter of my life. I feel like maybe I wasn't ready before when I was looking at flats. I feel like maybe I wasn't ready at all. I just felt like it was a part of going through the motions of being in my 20s but I think yeah I think when I find a flat it will be the right time and everything will turn out smoothly because it is the right time so the flat that I looked at before as much as I loved it it probably wasn't right for me and that's okay um and if it is right for me and it's the perfect flat for me then I'm sure it'll be on the market when I start looking again you know so that's kind of the mentality I'm having to that and also to dating even though like let me tell you guys something. When I say men need to leave me alone in the same breath as saying, like, I want to start dating, listen, there is a reason behind my madness. Because I just feel like the guys who talk to me are either in relationships or way too old for me. And listen, I have no problem with a man in his 30s. I actually do have a track record. But when you 
when you know my dad, like, when you're my dad's friend, I just think that's so fucking weird, because, like, my dad's friends have seen me grow up, and I'm like, uh, and my dad was like, uh, and I was like, ugh, yikes, people are weird, people are weird, so anyways, yeah, I'm having that situation, like, there was this one guy I really liked, but it was, obviously, it wasn't, like, 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 oh my god, that sounds so childish, it wasn't like, oh my god, I like, liked him, I was just very infatuated, Anyway, yeah, I was, like, completely infatuated with this guy, and it seemed very reciprocated, and, like, I kind of knew nothing would happen, but I was, like, it's fun, like, it's fun to flirt, blah, 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 and whilst I was in New York, like, he messaged me every single day, responded to all of my stories, the whole shebang, and then I got back home, I saw him at a party, and someone was, like, oh, like, he didn't bring his girlfriend, and I was, like, excuse me? He has a, a what? And I was just like, no, bro, this is not on. Like, don't ever smile at me. And I, like, okay, if you're gonna be one of those people that's like, smiling at you doesn't mean he likes you. Obviously, I'm aware of that. But everyone else knew that he was flirting with me. And I was just like, bro, I'm actually too old for this shit. Like, lock your house before it gets wrecked because this is not, this is not my business. Uh, so yeah, I'm having that situation, but also like I'm just trying to be fun and free and flirty at 23. Um, I know that's a line from, what was it? 13 going on 30, is that the film with Jennifer Garner? Um, she's like fun, flirty, 30, 30 fun. I don't even fucking know, I haven't watched that film in so long. I might actually watch it after this. Anyway, big tangent, but also whatever. Um, skincare, oh my God, girlies, my skin has been wrecked. It's been wrecked, okay? I've been trying retinol again. I haven't used retinol since I was, I don't know, my early teens, no, like mid-teens when I had horrible cystic acne and it was like hormonal as well and it was just like the worst time because I was a late bloomer and I got my period at like 16 and then I already had spots at like 14 and then I got hormonal acne on top of my cystic acne and I was like, oh my God, please, just stop. And so I started using retinol and it just made me break out even more. So I never touched it again. And now I'm like, okay, I'm old. I'm not, I know. Sorry, I, do you know what? I'm just gonna stop saying like, I know because if you don't know that my like sarcasm and sense of humor is extremely blunt, then this is not the podcast for you. But yeah, so I was like, I'm getting old. I need to use retinol now. So I invested, I put my money in. I was like, yes, your skin is an investment, girly. Why the fuck did my skin break out? Why the fuck? So yeah, I'm not having a fun time with that. But I have been like investing in my skincare a lot more. And I don't really know if like buying expensive skincare products is actually investing in your skin or it's just being an absolute snob who is the exact target that these skincare companies want. But I've been investing in my skin and let me tell you right now, it has never looked worse. It has actually never looked worse. I'm currently sat here with about five pimple patches on my face um, and my skin just looks a fucking mess. So you know what? If Dove soap and water works for you, keep doing it. Keep fucking doing it because I do not know what the secret is to have good skin. I really don't. Uh, and it's definitely not drinking water because people always say that like just drink water bitch I drink like five liters a day so yeah show me the science and then maybe I'll believe you and even if you did show me the science I probably still won't believe you because I don't like reading scientific words so hmm anyway investing in yourself it's a real big thing isn't it it's a real big thing I like to think that I invest in myself a lot and that's my form of self-care even when I feel like I can't actually act in big forms of self-care like I've actually been getting into massage recently so I have been doing big forms of self-care but 
I don't have a massage every day. I haven't had a massage for a couple of weeks. Um, and so I feel like buying nice skincare products and things that make me smell nice and things that make me feel pretty is an investment in yourself. And buying green juices is an investment in yourself if it makes you feel good. Because here's the thing, like, you know, everyone's always like, oh, hot girl this, hot girl that, it's so bad, blah, blah, blah. I get it, like, there are toxic sides to it, but also let me buy my green juice and say I'm a hot girl. Like, who does that hurt? Nobody. If anything, it helps me. And I tell you guys all the time, you have to be selfish because you are the main character in this story because it's your story and your life. So, yeah, I've been investing in myself. I currently have my eyelash extensions on, which is an investment in myself because it makes me feel so pretty. However, oh my God, I went to get my eyelashes done the other day and love the woman that does my eyelashes. She just like doesn't speak and I'm obsessed with it. Like she just doesn't speak to you. You get in, she's like, what length? And that's it. That's the last time you hear her voice until she's like, do you want an eyebrow, uh, eyelash brush? Not an eyebrow brush. I mean, it kind of is, whatever. A, a non-mascara, mascara brush. The things she gives you when you get your eyelashes done. That's the next time she speaks to me. So I'm there, I'm vibing. Like she's done my eyelashes a few times. So she knows my length. She knows like what style I want. I get hybrids, longest 13 millimeters, you know, the drill. And so I get there, sit down. She's like, can you hold your eye when she puts the little patches underneath? And that was the last time she spoke to me. And then, oh my God, it was, it was like, you know, you watch those films where people wake up whilst they're meant to be under anesthesia. Like if you've watched that episode of Grey's Anatomy, like, you'll know what I'm talking about, when they just wake up during an operation and they can't say anything, but they can see that it's happening. That's what it felt like. And that's never happened to me. Touch wood, thank God, because I have been under anesthesia many, many times and falling asleep is a very scary experience when you think that's going to happen. But when I was getting my eyelashes done, obviously there's this bright light shining on your eyes and... I don't know what it was. I don't know if my eyes were making it up and I actually couldn't see it, but I could see it like just because my eyes said I could see it. But I felt like I could see my eyelash tech's face, even though my eyes were shut. And then I was like, I can see the light. Like, <laughs> I could see the light. I was walking to the light. No, I could see the light that was shining above me. And I just started blinking like extremely fast. And like, I could feel my eyes rolling in my head obviously, in my eye socket, and my very, very, very blunt eyelash tech was like, what's going on? And I was like, I don't know, babe, I do not know. And that went on for about 15 minutes, and they got to the point where she was just holding my eyes down, because I could not fucking stop blinking. Eventually, that did stop, but now I'm kind of like, oh, I don't really know if I can go back there, I don't really know if I can get my eyelashes done again, but I just love having my eyelashes done, and I was never, ever that girl, I was never that girl. Growing up, like, my mum doesn't really, like, get her eyelashes done or brows done or anything. My mum getting her brows and nails done has been a very new development in her life. Um, and she only got them got done because I get mine done. So we would go together. But, I, yeah, I didn't really grow up getting my nails done or my lashes done. All I ever, ever, ever got done was my eyebrows because I had slugs on my face and I was bullied for them. So when I went to secondary school, I was like, mm, not doing this again. So I got them done. Um, but yeah, my eyelash extensions are very new to me and I just love them. I just love them so much. Waking up and just leaving your bed and being like, do you know what? I actually kind of look good. Even if everything else is a mess, I'm like, those eyelashes, they make a big difference. And everyone said to me, they were like, don't get them because the minute you get them, you won't be able to stop. Yeah, they were right. 
They were correct. Very, very correct. Listen to people. They know things. So, yeah, that's that's been that. But other than that, I really have not been doing it. I feel like I feel like that's such a shit thing to say. Be like, oh, I haven't been doing anything, but I've also been so busy. But the busy is work. I'm like, I just, like, what, what else am I meant to say about that? I sit at a desk and make TikToks all day for a company. And then I go home and complain about that on TikTok for myself. You know, it's a... I hate myself. I hate myself. <laughs> I do. I really do. Because I'm just like, shut up, bitch. Why are you complaining? But I just like... I think there might actually be something wrong with me. Because I am just so tired all the time. And recently, I have been completely doing the wrong things. I, I've been prescribed metazapine for insomnia. And... um my doctor was like, it might help your depression, you know, if you can sleep more, you might have more energy, and you might not be as anxious, and you might not be as depressed, that did not fucking happen, but I did sleep well, and then I also have a shit ton of melatonin that I brought back from New York, so I've just been doing a little late night concoction of melatonin and metazapine, and sleeping for like 15 hours, and that's a lot of the day, that is a lot of the day, but I cannot care less at this point, I am like, God bless, I need to sleep, I need to sleep, so that is that is my life, you know, if you ever think, oh, Mary hasn't posted on social media in a while, where is she? She's asleep, she is actually asleep, I'm snoozing away, because life is a lot to deal with, it is, oh, oh, it's a crazy, crazy thing, but yeah, I don't know, I don't know, this is, I feel like now, wait, what, oh, fuck me, we're in July, um, yeah, I feel like now, you know, summer's here, Job contract's ending, turning 24, looking for a flat, kind of want a date. So I feel like maybe this is a new chapter. Maybe this is a new chapter of my life and I'm going to have to have to go through the fucking turmoil of discovering myself again. Fuck that shit. It's so long. It's so worth it, but so long. But yeah. Let's leave it at that because I have nothing else to say and I would like to nap. Mwah. Love you, besties.